special to talk about he is he was a singer of a rock and roll band he eh, identifies as a winner and the best talker in professional wrestling he's from st louis missouri he's a member of sicw tag team with the canadian something sean vincent he is the big nasty glenn williams how you doing together my guy yeah what's going on what's going on my friend how you doing I'm doing good, man. Just chilling. Identifies as a winner. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. So, man, you know, we all grow up. uh, As a little kid, I was a a wrestler. I watched WWF. You know, I watched Saturday Night's Main Event, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about your upbringing and how you were raised as a wrestling fan? Yeah. Um, I'm an Attitude Era baby. So uh, the whole Monday Night Wars, that was like the peak for me, um, you know, trying to flip back and forth to, to choose what we were going to watch, you know. Um, the crazy thing is, is no one in my family, I mean, me and my cousins were into it just because it was like so hot, you you couldn't like not watch it, you know what I mean? Um, I remember watching the first pay-per-view I ever saw was King of the Ring 93. And I was kind of hooked from that moment on. I just really had Razor Ramon, IRS, Yokozuna, all those things. Uh, So I just loved it. But I really, really got into it um, it, during the the Attitude Era. So uh, number one, top of the mountain for me will forever be Stone Cold. So Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming in. Brett Robbs, Code Maxon, at ABC Itty Daily, I guess. Um, Thank you. He calls you the rookie of the year. We'll get, to, right. that. get yeah. to that. So thank you guys for popping in the chat. Wherever you're at, if you're on YouTube, please hit the follow button. Hit the subscribe button. Let, get get Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast over that 500 mark. We're working strong, and I'm glad that we have the opportunity to talk to the big, nasty um, Glenn Williams, man. So thank you, guys. So you watch, did you watch WCW? Yeah, I did, actually, a lot. I watched both. I was, I was a fan uh-huh. of both. I didn't really – I mean, I was – Man, I, I guess I was like sixth grade, seventh grade. I didn't really realize that there was much of a war going on, right? right. I didn't know that. Like, I mean, you knew something was crazy when DX pulled up on on WCW. You know, the possibility of what could happen. But I mean, it. You know, and then seeing all the guys go over and join the NWO and all that stuff. Right. Um, but I, I loved WCW. Actually, the only live event I had ever gone to up until I was an adult was a Nitro in St. Louis. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah. awesome, man. So, before Justin gets a question, I have to ask this question because if you're a WCW fan, this is got to become easy for you. Okay. 
well, winning doesn't come easy for you, but this should come easy for you. <laughs> um, who is the greatest WCW champion of all time? Oh, man. Sting? No. Flair? It's, it's obvious. It's David Arquette. Oh, my God. Don't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If there's no David Arquette, there's no Logan Paul. You know what right. I mean? There you go. Without without David Arquette, we don't get Bad Bunny. We don't there you get go. Logan That's Paul, true. You know. But that That's is true, true though. I, I agree with you 100% on that. I, I do. Yeah. I agree. Before yeah. we lose these people on this chat, man, you got Trent and Ray saying loser of the year. I, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so's his mom. So's his mom. Yeah. Okay, then we got... <laughs> Big Nasty's my BFF. That's well, true. What's up, Brett? What's up, dude? You got What's one friend. Boy? Then we got Shoes Trenton. So we got an enemy here. Yeah, let's go. Hey, Dad. Thank you for jumping on the podcast. I know you're getting ready to go to bed. I love you, Dad. Um, I uh, hope you're doing well. And uh, Brett Rob says, Destiny called it, LOL. So there you go. Um. Thank you guys again. Can you please hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button on any platform? It's awesome. I'm so blessed to have SICW part of the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. It's great. We're going to dive into Big Nasty's um, career. Um, Justin, do you have anything to ask him, man? Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, who is your favorite wrestler in WCW and who was your favorite wrestler at the time in the Attitude Era? Uh, in WWF, and who was your favorite wrestler in '93? In '93, oh man, um, '93, I would have been a huge fan of Razor Ramon. Um, that was like my favorite. Uh, everything he did, I thought he was super cool. Yeah. Um, my man, my favorite WCW guy. I was. Uh, and this was like my first introduction to Ric Flair. So mm-hmm. to me. Uh, Flair was like my, I loved Flair and uh, DDP a lot. Um, but man, Ric Flair, it's hard. Like, I'll give you an example. I went to that Nitro and as a kid, I, I mean, for years, I couldn't remember everything that I saw, but what I could really remember was uh, it was that part where uh, it was like Bischoff and Flair were beefing back and forth. And he cut that promo on, mm-hmm. on Bischoff and ran him out of the arena. I remembered that. <laughs> over everything else recently with my son i went back and watched it with him i saw ray mysterio versus eddie guerrero uh it was goldberg versus scott hall you got to see a bunch of people that night you know but what i remembered most was a promo from flair so um and then wwf i number one for me of all time uh stone cold nobody touches it i luckily got to go to uh, wrestlemania in dallas and see him uh, come out of retirement live. So that's like something I didn't even think was going to ever happen. So that was amazing. Uh, but him, The Rock, DX, I mean, all, all of those, Undertaker. But my main guys were probably Mick Foley and uh, and Stone Cold over there. So did you, is there a reason why you went to Dallas? Because they don't have a good football team, Dallas Cowboys. They, they don't uh, have – I just wonder why people go to Dallas. Well, I, uh, honest, me, and my, me and my son were talking about it, and uh, I was like, hey, look, you know, if I think that Stone Cold might show up anywhere, it would be in Dallas. So if okay. they ever have a mania in Dallas, we'll go. And okay. then literally <laughs> the next 
mania after I said that was in Dallas and he was on the commercial and everything for it. So I was like, all right, well, I guess we're going. <laughs> all right. So you're not a Dallas, you're not a Dallas Cowboy fan then? No, no, I can oh, care good, less. Good, good, yeah, good. I can care less. Good. I good. still, I think, I honestly think that it's a, uh, like, how do you call them America's team when exactly. they won? You know what I mean? Like, right. And then they face the Detroit Lions <laughs> this weekend, and they're not going to win either. So it's just, it's like, oh, uh, here we go. Hold up, hold up. Let me. Argh! No, hold it's up. Um, no, that- it, it's almost like I'm glad. What, that Big Nasty is used to it. He's used to losing. Oh, come on. He's now. Not, actually, he's not- actually, I, I, uh, I've ended. On a winning record for 2023. Okay. All right. I'll let you Again, say that. Again, I, I don't live in the past. I, I like to live in the present. <laughs> and presently, I am a winner. Okay. All right. Well, let you talk about that one win. So One win? I'm just saying. Oh, man. I've got at least five. Five. All right. Yeah. Oh, my. Big Nasty is. You're so cool. You got some fans I, here. Cowboys suck. To be fair. Okay. Cowboys suck. They do so. Put so much, put some respect on Big Nasty's Come on. name. Come on, that's right. Tell him, tell him. I'm shoot. I Michael Mayberry for all all um points and purposes. I'm just shooting facts. I have facts here. I'm shooting facts. Here's the deal. Listen, I I know that everybody wants to give me a hard time for my my record, but since day one, I debuted at SICW. I have had the cards stacked against me. So it's about. I get booed. I always get the same ref that counts fast all the time. Oh. You know, I'm always outnumbered. Yeah. You know, we had one time where an entire, the town of Belleville was throwing trash and kids were hitting me and that was legal. Don't know how that happened, but you know, Hey, here we are. So, uh, but the reality is, is that uh, everybody sees it. And it's I'm a star. Uh, I've been in every single storyline that ever mattered at all. The hottest stories in SICW all year long. The common denominator in all of those stories was me. It's okay. me. Yeah. In the main what? event, my first year, rookie of the year, in the main event picture for six, seven, eight months. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I mean, people could say what they want. Yet I'm the most talked about guy there. So, so we got some other. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Tratton says he'll never beat the big, the Top Guns. I already beat him. So there you go. Conspiracy victim like Jericho was in WCW. Exactly, dude. Exactly. See, he's he knows victim. what he's talking about. See, Mike Michael travels all the time and sees a bunch of wrestling shows. He'll go to Chicago and check out AEW, and he'll. He goes and sees a lot of quality wrestling. I trust his judgment when he tells you that I'm I'm a star. And to compare me to Jericho, that's right on point. Right on point. Bill Henson does kind of count fast. He counts fast all the time. What do you mean, kind of? And then that's because he aligned himself with Sean Vincent. Eh. I had Sean Vincent on the show last last weekend. Eh. Based on some video footage and stuff like that, that I had, no. I'm kind of wondering if the if the blue if the purple grimace is the weak of the, is the weak link of your group. Uh, here's what I think. All right, me and Sean were in an interesting situation because I think Sean was looking for somebody to watch his back. And to be honest with you, you know, I I graduated the Ace Academy Cowboy Bob Orton Jr.'s Wrestling School in St. Louis. Uh, 
couple of other guys graduated around the same time. And wouldn't you know it, they all clicked up. And guess who was left out there by himself? Fending for himself. Never had anybody watching his back. Getting booed. First second I stepped through the curtain. Getting made fun of for the way I look from the crowd. Isn't that crazy? But I'm the bad guy whenever I retaliate and say things back and tell truths. Right? So I had nobody to watch my back. I was getting put in terrible situations. I was getting put against every killer that SICW had. I was still getting up and taking it. It's still showing up. And Sean showed up when I was at a low point where I think he also needed some help. And I don't think that we necessarily uh, had accounted for the chemistry that we would have. Like, we thought it would be good, but we didn't know how good. And um, I think think our problem is, is that Sean was so heavy in singles competition and going after a title and, and holding a title, the Central States title at SICW, for months that I don't think he was able to fully focus on the importance of us being a tag team. So he's putting him, he was putting himself first. I don't, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, when you're, when you're already in that position, don't you feel like it's an obligation? Why would he pivot out of that spot? So at that point, it, I, I'm accepting, I guess you would call it a supporting role, but I call it being a good friend. I had his back and he had mine. And just because him and I don't live to some moral code like everybody else, we're considered bad guys. Yet I'm the one getting bullied by the crowd for the way I look. Uh, so, yeah, I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy for coming out here and doing whatever it takes to win. Yeah, okay. I'm the okay. bad guy. So Big Texas says to wash his back. Yeah, wash his back. That's what we're doing. I said right. watch, Texan. Okay. I mean – that's so, Texan who throws the meanest lariat in the game. Spoiler alert, it's me, not him. All right, we'll talk about that too. Okay. Um, so let's talk about where, you know, you've mentioned Ace Academy. Can you talk mm-hmm. about your trainer there and what that was like and how, how rough was the um, training for you? Um, for me, it, it really tough. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and act like it, any of this was easy. This, this, is, this is hard. <laughs> Uh, if you want to train to be a wrestler, just know, like, you may be able to sit in your living room and critique people up and down all day long. But until you get off your butt and get in the ring and do the work, it, it, I'm telling you, it is it is next level. I have uh, – and I, and I let myself go physically uh, before I started training, so I was probably at my heaviest I had ever been. Uh, really just a lot – you know, just kind of really out of shape. So I, I've had to work through that and kind of transform my body to be in better shape uh, over time. So in the beginning, when, when you're so out of shape on top of it being super strenuous, uh, it was really, really, really hard. Um, but that's where, that's where I met Sean. Sean's uh, one of the trainers there, along with the big Texan. Um, so, uh, and then we had Frankie D. Frankie D was down there, too. He was a, a big part of SICW for years as well. So when you add Bob and all three of those guys and their experience – I mean, it, it, and those guys aren't just anybody. Like, they're, they're really good, safe, knowledgeable workers that have put 20, 30-plus years in and deserve all the utmost respect because they've been through absolute wars all over the place. And, uh, you know, they, they teach the right way. Uh, they teach really solid fundamentals, sound, you know, fundamentals and basics and, and get you in the right direction. And, uh, I mean, I, I owe everything that I have to that place and to them. Awesome. Justin. 
Um, what made you want to get in, into the wrestling business? I've always loved it. Um, I had a friend. So when I was in a in a band years ago, a buddy of mine uh, that I played shows with and stuff around here. Um, we hadn't seen each other for years, and when we caught up and was talking, uh, I found out that he was uh you know a tag champ over at another promotion in st louis and honestly up to that point in i guess 2018 2019 right before covid i didn't really realize that there was such a a, a vast independent scene i mean i i knew i was a huge diehard wwe fan wcw fan and i and i knew of like things like ring of honor new japan like you hear about it because of some of those guys stories but i didn't realize it until I talked to him and and realized just the opportunity that was there um, to actually do something with it. So uh, he kind of put it in my head, and I I went I went with that. I, I mean, it was hard to turn down. I've always loved it, and I, I feel like I'm built for it. You know, so. Did Randy ever show up at um, the S Academy? Did he ever pop in? No, I, I, we've never seen him. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's super busy. You know what I mean. And yeah. even with him having his surgeries and stuff, uh, when's the last time or the ever that he's had that much time with his family? You know what I mean. So, he is, um, yeah, may, he may, maybe years, maybe years, uh, you know, down down the road or something when he's less busy, he'll he'll be down there. And yeah. uh, I don't know. But, and the eighteen months he took off was he's jacked like a. Dude, he, dude. he clearly he clearly went to work. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, for sure. So, up, out of the training that you did, who had the greatest influence on your life, and you still keep in contact with these people? Um. Yeah. I mean, most of. Mo I mean, most everybody from uh, the Ace Academy. That's the cool thing about SICW is we, you know, if you're going to graduate, which by the way there's only five or six of us that have ever graduated out of the five or six years, you know? So oh, it, it, it's not easy. People don't last, people quit. Um, you know, and, and the thing is, is it's like a feeder system for SICW. So you still kind of see everybody that you've been training with. Uh, biggest influence for me, I mean, is, is Sean, you know, I mean, it, it's my trainer and now my partner. So any, any questions I have, I mean, He's he's my go-to. He's my first. You know what I mean? Oh, man, so that's that's big props to you, Sean Vincent. Um, again, mm -hmm. we had a blast on our show last week, and that's yeah. Awesome. Man, I love Sean. He's awesome. He was. He was a great guy. I gave him all kinds of shit. Believe me, mm -hmm. and uh, he took it, and we laughed, and it was fun. And um, so yeah, great time. And again, it's a great time any anytime we can talk to SICW guys. So I appreciate everything like that. Absolutely. Obviously, the the most fun you've had so far is with me, though. That's awesome. So, well, you, no. It's so nice we, of you to say. That's incredible. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I wish you'd stop putting words into my mouth because um, <laughs> I don't, I, I kind of try to follow winners. And hey, yeah. you asked me to be on. I didn't, that, you know what I mean? <laughs> you got to get the big name. Right. Up. Because I, I got to, I got to get it from yeah. the other end, right? I got, I've had enough winners. I've got to get Oh, that. my. You know, I got to get it, right? No. Mm -hmm. um, Justin, you have a question, man. Yeah, like big nasty. Like, what made you want to like that like character? What made you want to be big nasty? Uh, that this isn't a character. Like, 
I'm a big nasty son of a bitch. You know what I mean? I that's just flat out uh, nasty in any sense. I, I will absolutely do whatever. I I throw big nasty punches, big nasty kicks. You know, I mean, it's just me, man. I just don't, honestly, I just don't give a shit. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what people say about me. It's just me. There's no, this is no character. Who you see right here, who you see in front of the camera, who you see in the ring, it's me. (laughs) It is all me. It 100%. I may, you know, obviously when you've got a full sold out crowd and everybody's going crazy, it amplifies itself, but this is me. It, there's, there's no, there's no character. This, this is all real. That's just that's what Jim. That's what Big Texan said. But I, what's yeah. this? What's this next thing? He said he's a diva. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Free Lizzo. Lizzo Free Lizzo. Yeah. You can't cancel. You can't cancel. <laughs> Free Lizzo. You can't cancel her. Look at it. You can't cancel yeah. her. I know. Can't. You can't cancel me. Can't cancel Lizzo. Free Lizzo. All right, we'll call you the diva, uh, the diva of SIW, SIW. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take all it. All right, all right. Um, so what are what do you? I mean, twenty twenty three wasn't your year, but yeah, it was. What do you consider the to be the highlight of your wrestling career so far? Well, first of all, I know being on this show, being on this show. First of all, saying twenty twenty three isn't my year is hilarious. <laughs> You go go name another rookie wrestler that got to go have a little promo battle with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Go find another rookie wrestler that finds a promotion that does weekly TV that starts at the bottom and then after about four months is immediately put into the main event picture with guys that have been doing no slouches. These guys that we have, we're old school wrestling and we're 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 dripping, dripping with legends. We that's who we bring in. That's what we're about. That's what we do. And it, it it's it I didn't just I wasn't just put into these positions to shine. I earned that right. I came in and blew the doors down. And against all odds and against what everybody says about me, I show up every single show, every single TV, and I steal the show in the spotlight. So to say it's not my year, sure, some matches may not have gone my way, but I guarantee you I'm the most memorable star to walk through SICW ever. And I'm only in year one. Wow. Year one. Made moments and did things that nobody's ever done. Okay. So I mean, you know, 2023 I, was my year. I'm just know? talking but I'm just talking mean? wins and losses. That's what I was talking about. You got some I great understand that. You got I that understand great. that. But some people have a slow start and eventually the, the tides will turn. Right. right. So, so imagine how much these people hate me now just for what I'm saying. They're going to hate me so much more when I never lose. Right. Because I'm only getting better. Right. And I mean, look, you're on a huge pop wrestling podcast. What a what a way to finish your 2023. I, I'm not going to even argue with you because you, you, you do have a good audience and uh, you're not in the immediate St. Louis area. I'm trying to get my name out to any and everywhere I can, man. So, uh, and you know, your neck of the woods, I, I almost consider a second home. I go there so often for vacation. So well, we're to hook uh, up, man. One of these I'm going to have to link up with some people in Florida, start taking Florida over. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, already down will. there anyways. I might as well 
Might as well go ahead and uh, smack some souls while I'm down there. Well, I'm going to tell you what. The, there's one down here near the area that I live, uh, XIW, Extreme Impact Wrestling. They re- wrestle every other month. So February is their next one. So if ever, Mark, April will be their next, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So I'd love to have you. I try to – we need to get you down here for sure. Yeah, I'm down, man. So Get me. Um, I'll, I'll bring Sean too. All right. So highlights of him, I got some people saying wrestling at the chase. That had to have been fun. Yeah, so sorry, I got off on a tangent. So a lot of the stuff that I did get to do, the biggest highlights, number one, we do we do the show uh, at the Missouri Athletic Club. It's a really exclusive place here. Uh, a lot of high rollers in St. Louis are members of the club. So it was a private show. We had uh, Jake the Snake Roberts there. We had um, we had Jimmy Hart was there. And then Hacksaw Jim Duggan was there. Uh, still trying to hold on to his glory days. And me and Sean had to come out and let him know that he was cutting into our time and that we're the stars of the show. Uh, Then we got to do um, this other private show at this place called Soho. Really nice apartment complex. Really, really nice. Super, I mean, you've got to have money if you're going to live there. Um, So we did a private show there next to the pool. I did get drop kicked into the pool, but it really gave me like a little bash at the beach vibes. Uh, Bob threw uh sean into the pool and he landed on me so i mean not a lot of people get to say that they've had that experience uh but number one and then we had our fan fest we had over 50 legends come through so to be included on that card and be part of uh what i would like to say the biggest moment of that entire show uh is is pretty priceless but wrestling at the chase um we we got to do an event there and if you are familiar with st louis wrestling at all uh, wrestling at the chase is like the Mecca. Like if, if anybody in NWA was going to come through and make it, they had to come to St. Louis and they had to be part of wrestling at the chase. And, uh, we got to go in that original ballroom that they held it. Uh, when NWA, uh, recently came to town for their last couple big events in St. Louis, they went back to the chase where it all started. So, uh, a lot of people have had insanely, insanely credible careers and, deserved an opportunity like that and never got it and i had a chance to experience that and be a part of that in my first year so um to know the rich history and the names that were in that room uh and know that i now get to 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 hang my name on that hat too is it's it's amazing wow that is amazing so um just catch up on some chat gonna be gonna tear you're gonna go on a tear like goldberg that's pretty undefeated so I'm, yeah, there you go. And then Big Texas says, hello, Destiny. So, Justin, man, you're sitting there. Do you have any questions? Um, yeah. What was your top and one year match for Stephen Wrestling? What was that? He kind of broke up. Oh, I said, what have been one of your favorite matches and your toughest matches so far since you've been wrestling? And your favorite okay. match? Uh, my, my, oh, man. One of my toughest matches so far um, is against a gentleman named Superstar Steve Fender. Uh, That was still pretty early into my career. Uh, Superstar Steve trained with Harley Race. He's a Harley Race guy. Uh, He's been to New Japan. He's been everywhere. He's he's wrestled a lot of guys. He's freaking as legit as it gets. 
uh, to the point that he almost made me throw up in the in the middle of our match. Uh, I dry heaved on two occasions. Uh, <laughs> and the only thing that stopped me is that I looked up and locked eyes with Herb Simmons, the promoter. It's the last thing you want to do is throw up while you're looking at him. <laughs> so I had to, to stuff that back down and not, you know. So that was probably one of my toughest matches. Um, my favorite, I've got two favorite moments. Uh, one uh, even though we got screwed out of that one and, and didn't win uh, the match where me and Sean faced the Top Guns at the Soho show, like I was saying, uh, we got to do a two out of three falls match. So to see what I was, you know, what we were really made of, we were in like 102 degree weather, um, got to wrestle next to a swimming pool. It was just a really cool moment and a cool match to be in. Uh, my favorite moment that I had, uh, this whole year, wrestling-wise, was probably Sean came out and gave a uh, fake retirement speech. And, I, I mean, man, <laughs> it, to me, I felt that as, as much as I felt the Mark Henry retirement speech. And I'm not just saying that. Like, wow. he he made every single person in that building absolutely unequivocally believe that he was done wow and, and it worked to our genius plan because later in that evening he came out to help and save a, a gentleman that he feuded with named bobby d another phenomenal wrestler um and he 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 completely turns on him takes a chair to him and i got to come out from the back and we took two chairs and we just sat bobby right there on his knees and made an example of him and put both of those chairs across his face and gave him a concerto. And there was no more exhilarating of a feeling than when you and your best friend take a chair and just crush somebody's skull at the same time. I mean, it is next level. That's awesome. I, 10 out of 10, highly recommend. It was amazing. That's awesome. So Big Jim says, uh, what legend would you like to, what legend would you like to still meet? And then he goes on to say, what legend would you like to wrestle or what is the currently what or who that is currently working? Would you like to work with Uh legend? I would still like to meet. I got to meet um, Ron Simmons too. That was, he was super nice. Um, super cool guy um, who I would like to meet, man. I, I really, I, I, I want to meet stone cold. That's my guy. Uh, I want to be able to look him in the face and say, thank you because he gave me so much joy and just, I mean, everything he did was so amazing. Um, there's a list of people who I would love to work. Um, I, I would really love uh, to take Sean and somebody else and face the, the six at NWA. Um, okay. Yeah. I would love, I would love to go to OVW and, uh, and, and just absorb and eat as many of those cash flow chops as, as he could dish out. Um, really anybody. I mean, there there's, I'm ready to travel. I'm ready to go and face anybody that is considered. I'll tell you this. I want to crack the top 500 on the PWI. So you can pick anybody off of that list and, and, and let me, I want to see, I know for a fact I can hang with them. I know I can. I, I want anybody that's on that list because to me that's that's the elite people that are considered you know the the good workers of this industry. I want to be considered one of them. 
Awesome. So any any of them, come on with it. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I think that was the questions, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so what advice would you give somebody breaking into the business or wants to break into business? Um, some things that, you know, mistake, don't, to not make these mistakes. What would you give, tell these people? Um, definitely start with the physical aspect because that, that's, that's what's, that's what it's about. It's a sport. It is a sport. And if you can't, you know, if you, if you can't hang in there and you get exposed and are out of shape, uh, you, you will not make it. So that's, that's the number one thing is really, really understand that if you're going to go after it, the gym, eating right and taking care of your body in every aspect, you have to treat yourself like an athlete. If you want to like, I mean, if, if your goal is to just kind of like make it and, and get in there and wrestle anybody untrained and all that more power to you. But if you want to be considered a good professional wrestler, then you need to find like a good credible school from some people that are considered hall of famers or considered legends that have done this the right way and can show you the right way and treat your body. Like, you know, I mean, you you have to treat your body like you're an athlete. That's what you are. Okay. So even if you're not great at it in the beginning, train your ass off and work really hard. Okay. That's, that's where I would start and look for the nearest school that you've got by you try to find somewhere that's pretty credible and isn't there to just take your money, but that's going to actually, you know, teach and give you a really solid foundation. Right. Justin. Okay. Um, what motive, what gets you motivated to be better in the ring and just to keep taking this in that next level? What motivates you? What drives you to be the best that you could be in the ring? Um, well, this is a loaded answer. So um, I, I am pretty open about my past. Um, I was a heroin addict for seven years and I was homeless. And uh, fortunately for me, I was able to get away from that lifestyle and, and get clean. And I've been clean since 2016. So for me, thank you. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, so man. Congratulations. For, for, for me, I feel like an obligation to I like I can't quit right you know what I mean like mm -hmm. uh, I got a lot of friends and even family that I've lost to that and so for me I, I can't just settle for something you know I can't just be okay with bare minimum I I, I feel like I've got a second lease on life so I, I'm trying to my main goal with everything I do is 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 to to reach an audience and and try to make them want to be better because I needed that where I was. I had to find it from some source. And luckily I found a lot of people that I could latch onto and try to try to be like. And I'm not I'm not saying that I'm trying to be, but I, I want to show people what's possible, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want to show people that I, I'm a guy that was homeless in, in St. Louis, which don't know if you know this is the murder capital of the country. Okay. Yeah. Like not a safe place and i had to sleep on those streets and it was tough and i had to and i had to work my ass off to get away from that lifestyle and so that's what motivates me i mean i'm i'm obviously motivated by uh you know trying to progress and and make a really great living for my family 
and for my kids and my wife and everything. But my, my driving fact when I get up is that <laughs> there were days that I, I, I didn't want to get up. There were days that I felt like I wasn't going to wake up. And so, I, I, I mean, I have this obligation where I got to give max effort. I, I can't, I can't come in and, and pro wrestling is not something that you can just like go through the motions. Like, right. I mean, you can, but you're not going to amount to anything of value. And so, I mean, my, the other part of that is that I started my journey a little later. I'm not 22, 23. I started training at 32 and 33. I'm 35. So by all accounts, I, I'm not the most glamorous option for companies that have these TV deals. So you know, for a guy like L.A. Knight to make it at his age, finally, gives me all the hope in the world. For a guy like Diamond Dallas Page, who I idolized growing up, to start at 35 and have a Hall of Fame career, the common denominator for them making it was that they worked their ass off. Look at their body and how they how they keep their, you know, how they keep themselves and how they maneuver through life. I mean, they're taking every opportunity and grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding because that's the only way I'm going to make it at this point is by earning it and outworking everybody. And for me, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. So that means whatever it takes in the ring, whatever it takes outside of the ring, whatever I have to do, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to do that because I believe that I I can hang. I believe I'm built for a camera. I believe I'm built for a big audience. I believe I'm built for big crowds. I have experience performing in front of 10,000 plus. I don't get nervous. I don't get scared. I get those butterflies of excitement because I feel at home when I'm in front of a large crowd, I'm at home when I, when I'm in the, the center of that, that focal point of attention, which sounds super egotistical, but I just love it. I love that moment. I love being in there and, and knowing that I've got, I've got the control of this crowd for however long I'm out there. I, I live for that moment and I, I, I want to keep getting better at it and I want to do it at an elite level, you know, because I, I think I do have a story to share and I think that it's a story that is very relatable for anybody that watches wrestling. I mean, that's what this is, a storytelling, right? I feel like I have something that affects every single person on some level. You could throw a rock and somebody knows somebody that went through addiction and is going through that, whether it be them, family, friends, whoever. You know somebody. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like I have a unique perspective on things because of it, and I, and I would love to share that with a national audience. That's awesome, man. And no disrespect. Um, we, I'm gonna. I want to go back because sure. you mentioned about ten and performing in ten for in front of ten thousand people plus. Yeah. yeah, I, I didn't. I we didn't touch on your music career. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Because I, I, again, I heard, I read, and it's a, it's a huge part of your, your, yeah. your life. So can you talk? Yeah, about yeah. That? So, yeah. So, um, I mean, that's that's what I did, and still do. I mean, I still play music and, and stuff, and but. I was in a band uh, called The New Translation. So in St. Louis, we were one of the top acts that, that they had. So we, you know, we, we did a lot of shows for uh, the local rock and roll station that we have, 105.7 The Point. Um, and we, we do a big show every year, Point Fest. They, you know, they sell out every year. They have crazy lineups. Uh, but we were we kind of partnered with them and was able to do a lot of cool shows. So I I you know got to play in front of ten thousand people for that. Um, biggest show I was ever a part of was in two thousand and eight. Uh, the lineup was on the side stage where we played was uh, Armor for Sleep, a Trey U, uh, Hawthorne Heights in ten years, 
the main stage was uh, Filter, A Perfect Circle, Chris Cornell, and Lincoln Park. Um, so, I mean, you know, I and and we were at the forefront of the streaming uh, age without even realizing it because, I mean, we were still putting CDs out at the time, not to date myself or anything, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but also – uh, that was when MySpace was a thing. So we had over 250,000 plays on MySpace. I mean, we, you know, we had a really great record. But <clears throat> to, to my point of uh, being a heroin addict, that lifestyle, plus a lot of other personal problems kind of, you know, piled up on me. And uh, I mean, that, that also is another driving factor for me because, you know, at a certain point on some level, I feel like I quit on my initial dream, which was, music and to be to be a you know a rock star or whatever whatever you know i just loved performing i wanted to do that for a living um and i've done a lot of acoustic cover shows and stuff like that still but i'm sitting on a lot of music i mean i was i was in a rock band i've got a lot of stuff i put out like a uh, like a pop ep in 2020 i didn't know it at the time but i had set the release date to be the week uh what ended up being the week after covid happened where everything got shut down um and coming from doing CDs and things, I didn't really know how to promote my music. So <laughs> I didn't do a solid job of like, you know, I didn't know what, how to get people to go to my Spotify or those things. So right. I spent the last couple of years trying to really figure out social media and get a little better at it. Right. And I would like to make 2024 the year where I start putting more music out and kind of get music and wrestling to be under the same umbrella, um, nice. you know. Yeah, so uh, it, it's it's something that I, I've loved, I've missed, and would love to perform in front of crowds in that capacity again. But uh, there's no greater form of creativity than professional wrestling. Awesome. Thank you for that story, man. I appreciate it. Justin, yeah. I would like to say this, man. Thank you for everything you do. Keep up the good work. Congratulations on, you know, being sober and clean. It, it, you know that you know keep doing it man don't don't give up on yourself you know what I'm saying like you know this wrestling thing that you're doing is it's awesome man just keep doing what you're doing you're gonna keep taking it to the next height man and and uh, keep up the good work man and thank you for everything you do for wrestling yeah man no worries I, to me i especially now more than ever you know, there's there's thousands of guys that can get booked across the country and there's thousands of guys that can do flips there's thousands of guys that can do these spots after spots after spots and move after move after move after move. But not a lot of guys can get in front of a camera and sell people on a match or get them invested in what they're doing just by what they're saying. Not a lot of guys can do that. I feel like I can do that. I'm confident in my ability to do that. I feel like you could give me a live mic right now and put me in front of anybody and I wouldn't choke. I may not be as good as them but in my mind i feel like i can come <laughs> I feel like i can go toe-to-toe yeah. -to -toe with the best of them and i i wouldn't yeah. I, I i would i'm let's go right now that's what i mean that's that's what i've done my whole life i mean being a musician and being around with my friends and stuff like that i mean i nothing but roast battles i and i have nothing but the utmost confidence in myself i don't care what people think about me or say about me or whatever i mean i trust me I was in the worst place possible. If I was still worried about what people thought about me, I, I wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I I feel like now more than ever, there is this, uh, you know, with, with all these companies having these TV deals and, and everything just kind of shaping up and wrestling the way it is, there's more opportunity than ever for me to land somewhere with a national audience. Uh, so that, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to get to that, man. I'm trying to 
trying to show that I'm not like everybody else. I don't do backflips. I get in there and throw a lot of kicks and punches with some big moves, and I run my mouth, and that's what I'm best at. <laughs> and so, and I, yeah. If I so step into the ring for a moment with, let's say, one of the best out there today, MJF. Yeah. What would you tell him? What would I tell him? Well, yeah, roast I would tell him. him that, roast him. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know the guy to really roast him, and I can't hate on him too much. Uh, I would, and it's also like, I don't, I don't just have zingers in my back pocket. I'm a very huh? reactionary kind of guy, right? Like, anybody can make fun of somebody, but being able to actually, in that moment, look somebody in the eye and connect with them, and hear what they have to say. It's a, it's a debate of who thinks who's better. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and, and I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't know what I would say okay. until that's, that's I got in there with him. I mean, I would I would challenge him. I would let him know that he's not better than me. There's only one way to find that out. I would let him know he's not. I mean, he's kind of going soft in, in the sense that he used to be willing to do whatever it takes to win. And he kind of has gotten himself in this place now where he's pandering to the crowd because for once in his life, he feels accepted. Well, I, I, I'm not going to be that guy that I, I don't, I wouldn't want that guy. If I was going to get in there with MJF, I would want the asshole. I would want the real scumbag, the guy that's not going to think twice when he puts the ring on. If you're going to take me out, I'd rather you take me out. There's more honor to me in being true to yourself than there is and pretending to be something that you're not because people finally have accepted you and liked you. Again, I don't give a shit if they like me or not. I don't care. Right. <laughs> you know? Awesome. But, yeah. Well, I have a video here shortly that you can, I'll let you respond to um, from yeah. one of your favorite people. So, but, Great. but because you <laughs> hang out with the Canadian purple grimace, there's gotta be some memorable, funny backstage road trip type of stories. Could you share one of them or so? Um, Man, uh, I'm just trying to think. I mean, we 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 always joke a lot. Uh, yeah. One of the funnier things I saw. I I don't know if you're familiar with the gentleman named Austin Mulatalo. No. Um, he he's he's really kind of grinding up this way. Um, we, we liked hiding. We took his bag and and hit it. Uh, we we like where our locker room in SICW is sometimes. Uh, is shared with a uh, couple of fire trucks. So uh, Sean thought it'd be funny to throw his bag on top of the fire truck. Okay. So that that was pretty good. Okay. Um, That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, we're we're just constantly joking around. I don't know. That, I mean, one of the more memorable things is see me and Sean getting thrown in a pool. That was pretty funny. Sean's notorious for always grabbing a drink from somebody in the crowd and drinking it. I think that he. You know, if, if it was up to him, he would have a rider that would include free drinks. But instead, uh, he really enjoys stealing it from the crowd. Um, right. So, I mean, that that's probably one of the other funny ones, too. Uh, right. he, he'll go out there and I mean, I've seen him take full, full bottles of liquor and walk out with it. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Um, Justin. I got one for you. You know, about... About the MJF, I'm gonna take a page out of Scott, out of huge pop. What about Stone Cold? Would you face Stone Cold? Oh hell yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, because I mean, well, first of all, we're talking about the the highest draw ever. I think maybe now, um, because of the way let let's call it the reality, inflation has a lot to do with them really breaking these records right now. I mean, everything's yeah. up in, in, in price, yeah. but every house is sold out. I think Roman Reigns right now is maybe giving Stone Cold a run for his money. Um, I, I think, uh, but I, I would love, that's a bucket list for me. I don't care if it's even, if it was even just a segment where we talked, you know, whatever, and we, we dressed each other down or what, any capacity that if I ever had that opportunity, 1 million percent, I would take it. If it's a match, yeah, dude, absolutely. I'm jumping at that immediately. Um, so we talk a lot about, and again, I didn't realize this question was so important to wrestlers, um, but we talk about brotherhood in the business and paying it back. What is your take on those two those two times? Brotherhood in the business and paying it back, paying your dues, I'm, or paying your dues, if you will. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, that's... I can't argue that because that's the way I was, I was raised on this right in the business. So um, the way I was taught is that you show up before you ever have a match and you set the ring up, you help tear the ring down, you help run the shows. However, whatever capacity you're needed, uh, you ask a lot of questions, you soak up whatever you can. Um, until they feel like you're ready. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people, you know, I mean, no matter what, at the end of the day, like when you're in there with somebody, like, like I said, it's a sport, you know, like if we wanted to, to break each other, you know, for really, really just like murder each other, we would go in a UFC cage. So what we're doing is an art form, and what we're doing is, um, you know, is an act is is a sport in itself. And you have to uh, show a certain level of respect for the person that stands across from you, because uh, you know, especially with SICW, they don't just let anybody in. Um, you, you've you've had to have earned that, and. Uh, they don't just let somebody that's untrained and unsafe that, you know, jumped around on a trampoline in a backyard and took a cookie sheet over their forehead and said, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Come on in. No, like there, there's, there's so much out there now for people to learn the correct way and the safe way and the right way to be a professional wrestler, that there's no excuses. Like you're, you're going to, you're going to be put on the level of shows that you get on with where where you train, um, with how you act, with how you treat people. This is a business. So, I mean, you know, uh, if, if you're going in and being a pompous asshole and arrogant and you're brand new, probably not going to get a lot of opportunity, you know. Right. But if you go in and carry yourself like an adult and you make yourself available for opportunities, I heard uh, somebody said, stay ready so you don't have to get ready uh, in our locker room. Uh, I think I heard that was the night train. Gary Jackson said that before. Uh, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And that's how, you know, I mean, that's how I've had every opportunity I've had so far. You know, uh, I go in and, you know, I mean, I, I'm respectful until that bell rings. Then I'm as disrespectful as it gets. And then 
after the bell rings and we're done, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you your respect, you know, because we just went in there and we, we, we battled and we both had the same, same goal of mine that we fought for. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that you have, there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. I think there's a right way to handle business and a wrong way to handle business. And, uh, if, if you're going to be a part of it, find somewhere that's credible again, like I said earlier, find a school that's credible and learn how to do things the right way. Awesome, man. Um, I you talked about the back state back and listening. Also, you got you, man. You you're amongst legends. We talked yeah. about you talked about that legend. I mean, you're talking Mick Foley's. You're talking Hacksaw Jim Duggins, uh, Jimmy Hart. I've seen Jake the Snake on the videos. I've seen a lot yeah, of those yeah. guys. Well, we I mean, we had the Fan Fest that yes. had over fifty legends. Teddy Long, ABL, right? You know so. I mean? When those guys are around, or even in a when they're not, and there's still just maybe one legend in the back, how important is it for you, you personally, Big Nasty, to stop and listen to what they have to say? Uh, I definitely listen. Um, I would be stupid not to, because we're talking about some of these guys that uh, have come in and done this at the highest level. I mean, let's take let's take Bob Orton Jr. for instance, who yeah. is at every training and is there at your disposal. He, he not so much in a physical aspect because of of his age now. Um, you know, Bob can't get in there and bump around. That's why they have the other trainers. But Bob's there and he's critiquing. And if he sees something that's a little off, he'll if you get him riled up enough, he'll slide in there and, and he'll you know he'll he'll get in there and, and do a little bit with you and get you in the right direction. But my point is, is like. You know, we have him at our disposal, and he was in WrestleMania 1's main event, right? Uh, yep. WrestleMania 3, which was, like, the one that really put it on the map. He was the opening match. So why, why would I not listen to these guys? Like, yeah, it's a new time, and it's a new age, and, and, and there's, you know, these new opportunities. But at the core of what professional wrestling is, like, there's a formula that has worked for years and years and years, and it still works today when it's done right. And these guys are coming in here and I, I think I probably could do a better job of, of going up and asking questions. I think in the beginning, when you're so new, you kind of feel out of place. It's like, what do I ask? What do I ask? You know, but uh, I, so, I mean, I, I think I'm going to probably try to make myself, you know, ask more questions and, and uh, you know, but just listening to certain things from certain guys, I mean, you always pick something up. Yeah. It, it's always some little nugget that helps you along the way. Gotcha. Uh, and that's and that's what it's about. That's the part of giving back. I mean, like, these guys aren't necessarily – and I, I've only heard them drop in knowledge because all the other, you know, the vets in our locker room are sitting there like kids too, and they're asking because they're still wanting to learn. Everybody's trying to learn, and that's the cool thing about it. So, um, you know, that's the way it's supposed to go. You're supposed to do what you can do and, and reach the heights you can reach in the business. And then if somebody asks, you show them how you did it, yeah. you know? Big Texan hit it right on the head. Can you imagine only being in the business for two years and to be able to meet everyone that he has ever, he has for that matter, work at the places he has? That's That to it's, me. It, to me, it's insane, man, because a lot of guys have to find their way by traveling a bunch. And I've been fortunate that I've been able to camp out in one spot and I, I've really gotten my legs underneath me where I feel comfortable and confident in my work that I could now travel 
I feel like I'm ready now to go out and face any situation, face anybody, and I could hold my own. And it's because of that atmosphere. I mean, like I said, we, we, we have TV, you know, uh, weekly TV episodes that we do on YouTube. And nobody else around here was doing that. And not everybody's doing it still. So, uh, I mean, I, I like that we've got – I've learned so much. Like I said, everything that I have done up to this point, I owe to SICW and to Herb and everybody at ACE, you know. Um, I I just really – I lucked out when I picked, picked up the phone and called. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so, it was the right place for me at the right yeah. time, and it, it's been amazing. So fans that are listening and watching, just in case you don't need to know, Big Nasty is from one of the, I would say it gives you the old school feel, but it's amazing um, promotion. It's SICW yeah. um, out of St. Louis, Missouri. Herb Simmons is the um, pro- the promoter, I guess, of the um, thing. And yeah. Big Nasty is one of the wrestlers there. Uh, Jim, Big Texans in here. He's one of the wrestlers there. We've mentioned Sean Vincent. Yeah. We mentioned Jim, um, Jim, Jim's our uh, Jim's our champion, our current Jim's class, champion, classic so. wrestling champion. Yep, it's been Sean amazing. Sean was a Central Stage champion, you know. So I mean, we we've got yeah. a crazy locker room, and all the guys that are there, all the veterans, have, have been doing this for 20, 30 years. Have had all kinds yeah. of experiences. Have been on all the promotions, TVs, at some point. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, it's just all these guys that have done it. And and now they're really trying to pour pour themselves into this promotion, and into the crop of new guys that are coming up. And I mean, I think that's that's kind of like I think that's what it's about, right? I mean, that's what's yeah. happening. It amazing, you know, yeah. with, with NXT, you know, you've oh. got this crop of new people coming in with these veterans, and they're showing them how 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 it works, and yep. they're able to create together. I think it's been pretty awesome because I think a lot of us that graduated, whether I like them or not. Uh, we have breathed new life into SICW collectively. And from a creative standpoint, uh, I think it's hotter than it's ever been. Yeah. And uh, the, the shows that we're booking and things we're doing now are a testament to that. Yes. You know, Justin, before I get into the um, kids questions, do you have anything for uh, Big Nasty? No, I just want to say thank you for everything you do for wrestling and keep up the good work, man. Go, uh, good luck in 2024, man. Hey, now where, where are you at? I live in Iowa. Man, see, look, hey, me me and my family, we made the drive to uh, Seth Rollins Coffee Shop just to get the coffee. So, uh, <laughs> I live yeah, in I'm a small s- town. <laughs> look, I'm not scared to drive, so if there's some wrestling out there that needs a, needs a good bad guy to come out and bust some heads, let them know. I'm available. I'm, I, I'm trying to take 2024 by storm. I want to go any and everywhere I can go. I want to leave my mark on this business. And the only way I'm going to crack the top 500 PWI is by traveling. And, and getting my name out there and holding my own against all these names that are out there. So, I mean, hey, for real, if you guys got some places that need it, send them to me. Rugged Pro Wrestling, man. They go Rugged to, Pro. Uh, yeah. You so, ever heard of I'm them? on the way. Uh, I think I've heard the name, but I, I'm not super familiar. Um, is Rory, they put on Rory really Fo- good shows. Is Rory Fox wrestled? Yeah, Rory Fox, okay. uh, Justin right. Fowler. Uh, okay. Okay. You got all, I mean, you got big names. <laughs> like, I'm going to I'm gonna have to try to, I'm going to have to try to reach out and see what I can make happen, man. Like I, I'm serious. I, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm so amped up. They're bringing in what? Ken Anderson in March, right? Yeah. You're bringing in Ken Anderson. Man, that's awesome. Rugged mania. So that's I'm awesome. going to get, yeah. Do you want me to get him an autograph and his brother an autograph? So, you know, they're like my brother. So, you know, I'm going to awesome. get them an autograph and everything. 
Brent it's Rob awesome. says, still want to know your favorite Lizzo song. Ooh, um, probably uh, I Love You, Bitch. That's the name of it. It's a great song. <laughs> it's a great song. Okay. Uh, saw Lizzo in concert. One of the best concerts I've ever seen, and I'm not just saying that. All-female band, they're phenomenal. The energy in that room was insane. If I can get a room to respond that way in a wrestling ring, I'm going to be all right. That's awesome, man. Free so, Lizzo. Free Lizzo. You can't um, cancel her. You can't cancel me. Hashtag free Lizzo. Uh, that's right. There we go. Um, you know, I work with foster kids. My wife and I um, care for eight foster kids in the Panhandle of Florida. And um, awesome. they, we sit around a dinner table and they ask me what I'm going to do tonight. And I tell them I'm on a podcast with some wrestler. And it's just cool. So these are questions they, that I always ask. And so I'm going to ask you the same questions. So it's like a fire, a fire round, okay? Hot seat. Let's go. Favorite food. Favorite food. Ooh, easy. Brisket. Ooh, dang. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Hell yeah. Favorite book. Oh, oh man. Um probably. I like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon okay. Hill. Favorite TV show. Favorite TV show. Ooh, man. Uh, like aside from wrestling or yeah, right. Like a show. Uh, I'm a big modern day family. I like Brandon modern. Bur- modern I like modern. I like modern family. I like. Uh, let's see what else. I like Rick and Morty. Okay. You know, big so, South Park fan. Brandon Beretta is interrupting the fire round, and he says, "Big nasty doesn't read too good." Brandon's just mad I can do more push-ups than he can. So. <laughs> the Bible should have been your favorite book, bro. Um, okay. Anyway, t- favorite Fair movie. Enough. Favorite movie. Favorite movie. Anchorman. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you have any hobbies? Yeah. Um, I play music, write music, uh, go to the gym a ton. Um, right. I guess, I don't know. I mean, I, my, my kids are involved in a bunch of stuff. I have 12 year old twins. So, all right. Uh, my other hobbies include all the things that they do. You know what I mean? So, favorite band. Favorite band. Pink Floyd. Okay. You have a favorite sports team? Um, man, honestly, not, not really. I don't really, I'm not much of a, I don't have a ton of time to really follow along with it all. I'm so engulfed in wrestling. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I guess the judgment day would be my favorite sports team right now. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I mean, the same, I love the St. Louis blues. Any, any St. Louis team I'm a fan of, I, I'm a, I was a huge Cardinal fan growing up. You know, I, I made it into Bush Stadium to see them win both World Series in 06 and 2011. Um, so, I mean, I was a huge Cardinal fan, huge Blues fan. Um, but I, I, I kind of just like it all, you know. Okay. So, um, what was I say? Oh, so favorite faction. Favorite faction of all time? Yeah. <sighs> DX. I would have went NWO for me. Um, yeah, I not, love NWO too, man. But I, I'll I never just, forget Hogan coming down that ramp. Coming down that ramp. Oh my God! Right? Dropping Macho Man. I mean, all uh, first of all, something that doesn't get enough credit mm-hmm. is just how good Macho Man's rap album was in two thousand and three. I showed my kids this uh, not too long ago with every intention of just clowning on it because it had been forever since I had heard it. 
And then every song, I was like, why is this so good? Why was it so good? He's got a diss track on Hulk Hogan. It's pretty He amazing. does. If you haven't heard he it, does. you got to It's called Be yeah, Man. It's, yep. it's insane. It's so good. And he got the song about Mr. Perfect. It's called The Perfect Friend. Yep. Yeah, perfect friend. It's it's his uh it's his goodbye letter to Mr. To, yep, it's a good song. You acknowledge the travel chief? Oh, come on, man. Yeah, well, on. I want to face him. All right, there you go. Why he has to come to work? <laughs> hey, I don't hey. care if he doesn't. He, his ass could not show up all year long. But if I got to face him once, I'd be fine with that. He's pop. Look, you can't see. Yeah. Can't see him. <laughs> What's your Mark Rushmore of wrestlers? Oh my God! Uh, Stone Cold, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. Oh my God! And uh, that fourth one's a uh, to me that that fourth one's like an interchangeable one. You could throw anybody on that. I'm gonna say Triple H, okay. uh, just because uh, of his influence overall. I mean, okay. yeah. How do you crush it that hard as a wrestler? And then also, like, now you're right, just right. shaping the way business is done. It's amazing. So now we got to the time and day of, well, you're going to hear some hear some questions from your friends. Um, okay. I called SICW. Okay. Um, I got some dirt. I, I did my research, and I went out and asked some of my friends and that are your friends and some that aren't your friends. But here we go. Okay. So I got this. Um, he got his career in professional wrestling started at Dynamo Pro Dojo and then decided mm -hmm. to leave their school and attend the Ace Academy where he graduated yeah. for Bob Orton's school. Congratulations cool. on that. Thank you. You are you and your tag partner call yourselves the eh team. The A yet, team. A team. Yet you are not from Canada. Uh well, fun fact, my my nana on my mom's side was French Canadian. So uh -huh. as much as everybody wants to run that mouth, I'm as Canadian as it gets. I, it may so, be 10%, but it's in me. So have you renounced your citizenship to the United States? No, I, I, I'm i waiting for the right time, you know? For the right time, okay. Right on camera, you know? I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I, me and Sean talked about it. Okay. Talking about Sean. Why do you call yourself the Rookie of the Year and Sean Vincent the champ? I mean, I am the rookie of the year. I had the most votes. Okay. Created something out of nothing. Uh, Sean is a champ because I identify as a winner, and he identifies as a champion. Uh, okay. And for Fair about enough. six to eight months, he held the Central States title uh, at SICW. We made sure of that. Uh, he was the Bruiser Brody Battle Royal Memorial Battle Royal winner. Uh, he threw Bobby over the top rope. Everybody had this conspiracy that Sean lost, but he didn't. Um, and so, I mean, it's, it was our mantra because people are trying to box us in what they think we are and we're not, we're not doing it. I identify as a winner. He identifies as a champion. That's what drives us. Anybody can be whatever they want nowadays. So that's what we're doing. I'm a winner. He's a champ and I'm the rookie of the year. Plain okay. and simple. So how was it that the rookie of the year award he, that you created yourself Gain you no votes. What do you mean? That's just notes I have. You got no oh, votes. Oh, well, they lied to you because you can actually go back on an episode of SICW TV and I open up five cards on camera with votes for me. Um, so, and I, I, I can go back and find posts that I've made where people voted for me. So, um, whether people want to 
admit it or not, hottest rookie ever in SICW history is me. So the Without AT- question, and it's not even close. Okay. So the A-team was pretty lopsided win-loss record for being a tag team with more losses than wins, yet you call yourself a winner? Okay, let me let me show you something. Okay. A winner has one of these. Oh, something that you went and got made? That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, know, I right? show up and I make ratings happen. Oh, dear. Uh, I'm the most viral superstar in SICW history, as okay. is Sean. Uh, so what we are... We are winners because we take absolute dumpster fire situations and make gold out of it. Whenever we show up, no matter what it is we do, it's the most memorable part of the show. It's the hottest part of the show. And I don't care what people think. I We may have had not the record that we wanted, but not everybody can be perfect. We've been learning. We've been growing. And like I said, are, we found each other in an interesting time where both of our focuses had to be kind of shifted to a bunch of different areas. 2024 is going to be the time where we lock it all the way in. 100% focus is going to be on team. And I'm telling you now, mark my words, I will come back on this podcast and I'll do it with him and we'll have the titles around our shoulders. Let's do that. When do you guys, when is the next chance? When's the next chance you guys go for the titles? Well, uh, we don't have uh, a tag title shot yet. We have a tag match for our first show back in January. Uh, I don't know why we haven't been given a tag title shot. It's crazy to me um, because we've more than earned it. So um, but that's that's my goal. I'm going to take 2024. I'm going to put some respect back on tag team wrestling at SICW. And we're going to get the tag titles one way or another. And to be really honest with you, I hope it's the top guns that we take it from. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, this is yeah. where I love to do. I'm going to have a shout out to uh, Herb Simmons. Okay. Okay. I love him to make that happen. I love him to get the top guns, mm-hmm. give you a shot at the top guns before whatever you and Sean. And then on a Friday before the show, before the event or whatever, the day before the event, I'd like all four of you guys to come on the podcast. Yeah. And we have what's called Friday night fights where you guys can hash your stuff out in ver- with yeah. verbal. And I want to see that happen. So, Herb, you got to make this happen, man. Yeah, I'm down. So, the Top Guns have a – I believe they're going to be going for the tag titles um, at at the show in January. And, uh, you know, it's no disrespect to the L.A. Hustlers because I I, I love those guys. But uh, the feud for me since day one has been to prove that I'm the number one graduate from Ace Academy. Because everybody's been touting Brandon Beretta. Like he's the second coming of Jesus. And I hate to break it to you. He's not wrestling Jesus. I am. I'm the savior of wrestling. I'm the one that's the best from an ace academy. See, I've got all the tools. I'm what you call a five-tool player. Brandon works hard and is a great wrestler. But overall, nobody can do what I can do. Okay. Why do you say that? Why do you say that? Because that guest that I said that one I had in my back pocket has a video message for you. Let's let's see it. Tonight at 8 p.m., Big Nasty Glenn Williams from SICW makes his huge debut for the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Now, when I saw that on my news feed, on Instagram, on Facebook, all the socials, 
I thought, man, who would be better than the top gun, Brandon Beretta, to send a little message to Glenn Williams on his huge pop wrestling podcast debut. So Glenn, from me to you, I hope you have a great time. I hope you have a blast on the huge pop wrestling podcast talking about all the things you got to do in 2023, all the things Big Nasty has planned for 2024. But let me remind you, you should not forget that the Top Gun, Brandon Beretta, has many plans for Big Nasty in 2024. Now, what are those plans, you may ask? Those plans are simple. And that is to hit you with as many full-clip spine busters as humanly possible throughout the year 2024. So, have a blast tonight, Glenn. Have fun talking to the great fans of the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Have fun talking to Scott. Because just in about a week... Those good times will come to an end when you step in the ring with the Top Gun, Brandon Beretta, throughout 2024. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks it's funny. He thinks it's funny. Hey, have you have you ever noticed uh, that anytime Brandon or Joey do a podcast or anything, I don't hop on and try to make it about me? Have you ever noticed that uh, I don't go out here and, and and interrupt Brandon and have a smug little smirk look on my face or anything like that? They treat me like I'm a joke, and I'm not. I'm not a joke at all. This isn't comedy. This isn't funny. I'm sick of being treated like I'm just something you can blow right past. I weigh 250 pounds, and I might damn near be the strongest man walking at SICW. And it isn't Brandon. Okay? You can work as hard as you want, and you can try to talk. I, I, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm the star of SICW, and I'm going to make sure that people start putting my respect that I've earned on my name, and on my body of work. I understand. I understand what happens when, when, when people rattle the cages and people come in and shake things up. It, it's, not, it's not ever welcome with open arms, and I'm okay with that because that's what I do. That's what I do. I ruffle feathers. And all the shit I talk is real. And people don't like it. People don't want to have to look in the mirror and accept all the things that I say. Brandon works hard but brandon also has been very protected and uh i have not been so uh <laughs> i hope brandon wins i hope joey wins i hope they get the tag titles and i will more than gladly hop on here and we can do that with all four of us and i i i i can't wait just to rub that clip in his pompous face when it does not age well, when I take everything from him in 2024. Brandon, Brandon brings the house, Big Jim says. So Yeah, I bring more of a house than he does. So question for you regarding Mr. Sean. I Vincent, am the house. Mr. Sean Vincent's your tag partner. The, the question that your friends and your co co-workers at the SICW have, are are you the one that pushed a foreign object in Sean Vincent's boot to cheat with? I know what you're talking about. <laughs>
Yeah. Clothes on that. What foreign object? Yeah. Okay. That boot. That's crazy. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm just asking. No, I mean Sean. Sean. Sean ties his own boots. Like he puts his own boots on. He's a he's an adult. Like why would I put Sean's boots on? That's weird, right? Like. I'm just saying. Let me ask you a question. Who puts your shoes on? I do. Right. So what do you think Sean does? Puts his own boots on. Right. Right. But but you guys leave your you leave your shit around the locker room. I was just wondering if. You put the stuff in his boot to make because because see the record shows that your tag team has needs obviously needs a cheat to win or something at least Sean Vincent I don't know I'm just going by what I'm being told yeah yeah no I mean people have theories of what they think it is you know we get a win and people have to complain oh they you know they don't they don't hang on I'm reading what he said. Please tell me how I've been protected, bud. Seems like you need to be protected with the amount of full clips and rocket launchers yeah. you've taken this year. Yeah. Yeah. How many how many title opportunities have you had, Brandon? You got to wrestle with Bob? What what's going on with that? Been put in positions to to be the guy. Can't cut the mustard though, because I was in all the main event spots. What's going on? I I that full clip must not be that strong if I'm walking just fine today. I'll take as many as I got to take. Okay. So you once challenged Big Texan. He's out. I don't know if he's yeah. still here. Yeah. And maybe you can, uh, maybe he can chime in also. You once challenged Big Texan to a lariat contest, but failed. Well, see, what happened was is I went to throw my lariat, and Texan's a big guy. So he got in the ring and was overexerted, probably warmed up real hard, you know, having to face me. It was just pouring sweat. And when I took off to give him the lariat, I slipped in his puddle of sweat and lost my footing. And oh. before I could before I could recoup and get my feet, you know, my, my footing, uh, he was just waiting for me and took advantage of the situation. They took advantage of me and, uh, and and laid me out. He gave me a cheap shot and won. So, I mean, I, you know, but hey, you know, and, and the crowd applauds that. They applaud the cheap shot from Texan, you know. But I'm the bad guy. You know, it I'm seems bad like guy. it seems like you have a lot of excuses. No, I'm just stating how it is. I mean, it, okay. you would call an excuse. I would call it perspective. But I mean, that's my experience. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, you te- let me see. Who would you say has been your toughest opponent throughout your career at um, SICW? Um, like I said, I had a couple of battles with Steve Fender. Uh, Bobby D was another tough one. Um, he, uh, he hits hard. Um, and then, I mean, as much as I can't stand them, the top guns, uh, they are a good team. They've been tough. Uh, it's been tough. Every situation I've been in against them has been tough. Uh, every match has not been easy. Uh, but again, like I said earlier, uh, Texan, I've been calling you out for Lariat versus Lariat 2, Electric Boogaloo for months now with the title on the line and you keep ducking me. So make that happen. Use your influence. And let me get a title shot. I deserve it. I deserve it. I've earned it. You know, biggest biceps in SICW. It's not even close. Justin, you want to chime in on this? I'm just listening. Uh, All right. Uh, I would have one more. I got one more question before I let you close the show. Okay. How we, we talked about the chase. 
we talked about your experiences in losing some matches um, over the over twenty twenty three and winning some. Well, you would I call it losing. I would call it. I would call it a learning experience. Learning experience. Ex okay. Excuses. You know. Perspective. You perspective. Losses. Learning experience. I get it. I get. I see the vibe. I see the the what's going on here. Sean Vincent has the same excuses and learning experience as well. I mean, he the Purple Grimace, you know, has done his share of that as well. And he unfortunately he has the same excuses as you did, but. That's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is what was your experience of being able to wrestle at the Missouri Athletic Club? Do you have any um, good, fond memories of that? It was uh, – it's a beautiful room. And um, getting to walk out there and wave a Canadian flag in the face of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, yeah. I mean, I'll never forget that moment um for the rest of my life you know uh i got to look winner the first ever royal rumble in the face and tell him that i was the star of the show how many people get to say that right uh and then getting to wrestle um curtis wild and gary jackson couple of you know midwest legends i mean uh they've done it all and, I, you know, I got to get in there and compete with them in front of, like I said, that crowd is a high roller crowd, very exclusive club. The room is beautiful. They've got these just the, the setup is awesome. Uh, chandeliers, everything. It's just it's just a really great experience. And again, uh, they, they even made programs for it. I've got the program uh, in the other room. Uh, that has got mine and Sean's picture on it. I mean, the whole experience was, it ha has been awesome because the year prior, I wasn't able to be a part of the show but i got to help you know be a runner and help with the ring and all that stuff so to go from that and seeing how cool the room is to then being a vital part of the show and um i mean it doesn't get any better than that so we've heard from you we've heard from the big texan we've had a video from brandon beretta of the top guns um i've Got to close the show by saying, what does Big Nasty have to say to those that we heard from, whether it be good or bad? And, uh, of course, we haven't seen Sean Vincent, your partner. I don't know where he's he should have. He knew about the hey, podcast. That's I don't all know. right. I don't hey, Sean is a busy man, and I don't hold it against him. Okay. That's the thing with real friends. With, with real love and real friends, it's unconditional. Oh. I don't need Sean to be in in the comment section of a podcast to know that he supports me. Okay. I, I don't have a fragile ego. I, I don't I'm not insecure. Okay. Uh and to all of the people at SICW and all these people, look, man, I, I, I I'm talking from a place of confidence because I believe in myself. Make no mistake about it. There is not a wrestler on that roster pushover and a slouch. The top guns. I'm running my mouth at because we've been going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth because we graduated together. You know, I brought Joey into that place with me and he bailed on me and he joined up with Brandon and left me in the dust. And those two walk around and act like they're God's gift to wrestling. Now they're good, but they're not the best. So I'm making it a statement. I want to put 
some respect back on tag team wrestling in 2024 at SICW. I want to win the tag titles with my partner. And I hope that it's against the Top Guns. Because that, that if you haven't had a chance to see us wrestle, those two teams right there, it is as real as it gets. You know? We'll run our mouths. And like I said, there is a level of respect. But I promise you, this is as real as it gets. The disdain and the tension that you feel between the four of us is very, very real. Okay? Me proving that I'm the best of them is very, very real. There's nothing made up about that. There's no character about that. I'm sick and tired of being treated like I'm not the star. When I've proven it, time again. So in 2024, my goals are as follows. Main eventing SICW, get those tag titles. And then I want to make my way to any and every other promotion outside of SICW. I, Brandon's the ambassador, but I want to go wave SICW's flag and show the world what SICW's produced. The biggest, nastiest, best talker in the game, and it's not even close. I'm coming to Florida. I'm coming to Iowa. I hope I can make it to OVW. I want to go to Chicago. I've got a laundry list of places that I want to pepper in around the SICW dates, and I'm ready to just put my stamp and my mark on professional wrestling in the biggest way possible. And I'm not going to stop until I achieve that and do that. That's awesome, man. Um, Herb Simmons is on the line here. He's in the chat. So I'm going to, now that I know he's in the chat, I'm going to mm -hmm. propose what I proposed about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, tell Herb. Herb, man. It's a great need, idea, Herb. You need to make this happen. You need to give the, um, you need to give uh, Big Nasty and his tag partner, Sean Vincent, a tag match against the Top Guns in January or February. I don't care when. Just let me know because the Friday before the show, I want to have Big Nasty and Sean Vincent on against the Top Guns, Brandon Beretta and Joey, on a face-to-face -face Friday night fight so it can air it out live on the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Let's make that happen. Let's do it. I'm, I'm down. Let's free for all. Let's make it happen. Um, Big Nasty, where can people find you on social media? Um, close the show like that. I'm going to hit some yeah. um, closing music, but don't go anywhere. Don't log off. I'll be your way with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook, Big Nasty Glenn Williams, G-L-E-N-N. -N. And you can find me on uh, Twitter at Big Nasty Glenn. That's G-L-E-N-N. -N. I'm trying to get uh, enough subscribers so I can start going live over there. Um, so hit, hit up, tw hit up, uh, TikTok, Twitter. I'm at big nasty Glenn, TikTok at big nasty Glenn. Uh, follow me, follow SICW. It's going to be a really, really fun 2024. And thank you guys for having me on. Huge pop wrestling podcast fan. Thank you, JB for coming on big nasty, man. I love you. I love SICW, Herb Simmons and all those guys. I look forward to that face to face on um, Friday night fights with you and the top guns. Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Love you guys. Have a happy new year and be blessed. All my dogs, I'll be right back. make some noise up in this house. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the grind. Because when your body hits the canvas, then your head is knocked out. 
who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits a canvas, then your ass is high Like with Adrian Whisper, it's like a fight with the devil. Because when he's dealing with you, you cannot get on this level. Fight with Adrian Whisper, it's like a fight with a king. It's like a fight with an army, they got the tanks and everything. He's leaving bruises and stitches, possibly leaving you crippled. Cause when he sets up the table and sends you straight through the middle. Take the district free, beat that ass with a light bulb. Leave a piece of glass embedded in the back of your skull Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction so you know it's going down And when the drive-by's coming then you better hit the ground Cause when your body hits the canvas then your ass is knocked out Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction so you know it's going down And when the drive-by's coming then you better hit the ground Cause when your body hits the canvas then your ass is knocked out